In doing this, we're really setting the tone for our clients, for our customers, for our team, our employees. But most importantly, by stepping up, we are setting the tone for ourselves and our expectations and our boundaries. And ultimately, this is the difference between having a business that controls you and having a business which you control. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale a business you're not a slave to. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Okay, so you've got the memo. It is time to step up and become the CEO of your business and to start to actually lead. But why on earth do we need to step up into leadership? And how do we even start thinking about how we're going to lead our business, what type of leader we're going to be? I feel like there's just so many questions I have when it comes to leadership. And I'm sure I'm not the only one here, Georgia. Not at all. And I think this could be a very lengthy topic, but we're going to try and keep it a little bit briefer. The reason this episode came up was I was listening to something that Amy Porterfield was actually talking about, about how when she left her job and set up her own business, she left it because she wanted more freedom. And she ended up setting up this business where she had basically become a slave to all of her clients. She's really just working for them at at their beck and call. And she kind of created this job that she actually hated. You know, it was actually worse than when she was in corporate. She was really slogging it out. And that's when she decided she had to make some changes and actually step up as the boss of her business. And I don't know about you, but I definitely went through a phase myself. I've worked with a lot of clients that have got to this point where, do you know what? I'm actually not sure I'm liking what I've created how do I make a change? Oh, I 100% agree with you. Not only have I gone through this, several iterations in my business, because I think it's really important to say it's not that you go through this once and then it's a done deal. It's a continuous, evolving monster to battle with. But also in terms of working with clients, it, it's the key reason, and I'm sure you you find this too, it's the key reason that people tend to come out and get help when you feel that you have built essentially a machine that you are no longer in control of. And yes, it's great because you have the quote unquote success, but it isn't because it hasn't given you the freedom that you're looking for. And I think it's really important that we understand that it is it, there is a way back. We can get that freedom back And it's really just understanding how we can do it. And so I think the first thing here is to understand why it's so important for us to be aware of leadership and to be aware of the type of leader that we want to be. And really it comes down to, it's our business, it's our life, right? We can either sit there and complain about the fact that our business is taking over our life and we don't have the freedom that we want. It's our business, it's our life. And what we can either do is be passive to it or we can be proactive and we can say, no, this is not what we want. We are going to step up and we are going to lead and we're going to create what we want to create. In doing this, we're really setting the tone for our clients, for our customers, for our team, our employees. But most importantly, by stepping up, we are setting the tone for ourselves and our expectations and our boundaries. And ultimately, this this is the difference between having a business that controls you and having a business which you control. 
I think that's absolutely right. And I think for so many of us, it like conjures up these bad visions being a leader, doesn't it? Like we're so worried that we're going to turn into the horrible boss that we had in corporate or the, the micromanaging person that just was always over our shoulder. And I think you need to realize that you have a choice like to not let history repeat itself. You get to define what type of leader you want to be? What does being a strong leader look like to you? What does managing a team effectively and in an inspirational way look like to you? Maybe inspired isn't the word you want. You know, what's the vocabulary that you want to use around leadership? And how can you bring that in to how you step up and lead your team? So at this point, you might not even have a team. You might be thinking, it's just me in this business, drowning under all these clients that I've basically taken with me from my corporate job. And they're now running my life, but from my home instead of from when I was working in an office. So it's thinking about, okay, how can I move my mindset into, I want to be the CEO of my business. And like you said, I want to have a business that I'm in control of that isn't controlling me. So maybe Pip, you've got a little an example of of where we might see this in action. Yeah, 100%. And I totally agree on the mindset piece of this, because to me, leadership, the first step of leadership comes from making the decision that you are stepping into it. And I've seen this time and time again. And often the way in which I find that it manifests with my clients is that they feel very much like they're in this hide hustle mode, right? We've built a business or they've built a business and we are not really taking it seriously yet. We are taking it seriously because we're running the business, we're doing the things, we're making the sales. But actually, when we take a step back, we are not leading it as a CEO. We're not leading it as the leader. We are in there as an employee and we're letting it lead us. And this happens all the time. You know, you might be selling something online and it's just your little business. It's just almost a hobby. It's a thing you do for fun and you really want it to become the thing that grows and scales and maybe allows you to leave your full-time job or maybe it's it's at that point already and you want to build out your team and have your products across the world or be able to save clients all across the world. And the not having recognized that you are the CEO and that's really where the switch comes in. And when you make that decision, and I see it time and time again, as soon as that decision's been made, oh, I'm in charge of this, I'm going to step up and lead. And I also have the choice to lead in the way I want to lead. I don't have to, as you say, copy what I see elsewhere. I can choose to lead in my own way. That's really where I see those kind of those quantum leaps, those really big steps happening for people in business, because it's just that little mindset shift that really changes everything. It's really the springboard for the next step of the journey for them. Yeah. And it's fantastic when you see people make that change. If you are someone that is currently in that side hustle, hobby business mode that I'm taking extremely seriously, I think one of the things that that you need to work on at, to make that shift is around self-belief. Are you still treating this like a hobby because you perhaps don't believe that you can be a CEO? Is it that you feel weird telling people that you run a business? A really big clue will be how do you talk about your business to people you've never met? 
What do you say? If you're saying something like, I have a little business that does this, that is a huge clue that there is a lack of self-belief in what you're capable of, a lack of thought in terms of where you actually want this business to go. You know, it isn't a little business. It's something that's really important to you, whatever size it is that you are spending a lot of time and energy in. So I think actually let's get more intentional about what is this business going to become? And let's talk about it in terms of where it's going to go, how I'm going to go within it, how I'm going to lead this business. Oh, I 100% agree with that. And I think there are so many really tangible pieces that we can do and steps we can take to start making that shift. You know, for instance, are you paying yourself? And even if you're not paying yourself, do you have a plan to pay yourself in the future? That's a really big step from hobby side business to this is my business. And you know what, I started off paying myself something stupid, like £100 a month. And it wasn't about the pay. It was about the fact that I had made the decision that long term, this side hustle I had, which is now my full time business with staff and team members. But all those years ago, that money that I put aside each month to pay myself was a symbol of where I was taking my business. And each month it gets bigger and each step you take, you get there. You don't need to be at the end result already. And I think also with that, as you were saying, when you're describing to the other friends or, you know, Know, people ask about your business. How are you showing up online on your LinkedIn? What are you saying to the world? How are you presenting to the world? And just making that step to go, I'm going to start thinking about paying myself and the, the legal requirements I have of running a business. And then the stepping out and saying, I am the owner of or whatever it might be that your business is, those two tiny tweaks can make such a difference. And if you need to go and practice saying it in the mirror, that's fine. Go practice saying it in the mirror. You just got to speak it out loud, okay? Stop hiding, just just say it. So that lack of self-belief, shift that. Start to think about where your business is going, paying yourself properly. And as you alluded to, it's kind of putting some direction towards it. Often when we're thinking about it as a hobby or not taking it seriously enough, we haven't got that direction of actually what are the bigger goals? Where am I going to be in 12 months? Where am I going to be in two years, five years? Where is this business going to take me? Because until you have a clear understanding of where your business is going to go and how you as the CEO of that business are going to move it forward, you're always going to be stuck in consultant, solopreneur, not really in this for the long run, just trying it out. So start planning ahead and thinking of yourself as you know the person that is driving that ship you are the CEO I love that and I think a big part of adding to this is actually when you're starting to look for your direction and where you're going you then need to be taking the action to allow you to get there and a key part of that is delegating out your work and delegating out tasks so you can actually get from where you are today to where you want to get to. I think often when we see ourselves as the solopreneur or like the sole business owner and with our little Etsy shop on the side or a few consulting clients, because we see ourselves as an employee, we don't think actually what should I be taking off my plate and handing out and where can I get help elsewhere and am I delegating out tasks and this doesn't necessarily even need to be within your business this can also be in your life can I delegate out you know life admin tasks and order shopping in 
know, get a cleaner, all the other things you can do to make your life easier. But one of the real steps you need to take as you move away from this I'm by myself mentality into I am a leader mentality is understanding how you can start to delegate tasks out and remove items from your plate so you can then be focusing on the really important, the really strategic decision making and actions you need to take to take your business to the next place because if you don't do that you will burn yourself out and you will reach this glass ceiling that you just can't push through you can't keep adding more clients unless you have a plan for what you're doing with those clients and you can't keep selling more products unless you have a plan for how you're going to ship all those products out so really thinking about how you can delegate tasks out to free up your time so you then have more time to step up and take that action and take those decisions you need to take as a leader I love that around the delegating and giving yourself more time It always makes me think of the analogy of being on one of those old kind of coal fed um, engine boats and you're on the bridge. You are the captain of the ship. But every now and again, you're running down to the coal room and shoveling a bit more coal. Then you'll back up and oh, we seem to have lost direction because I've been down in the coal room shoveling stuff on there. So actually thinking, okay, if I want this to go somewhere, I need to bring in some other people and I probably am better steering than shoveling coal. Just a thought. If you're not thinking of yourself as CEO, you're making decisions for the short term, which isn't going to help because you're never getting the momentum or to the next stage of business that you need. So we've got to get into this mindset and start making long-term decisions for our business. Otherwise, we're really going to cause some harm if we're just taking short-term decisions. And one of the ways in which this can manifest is it comes across as a real lack of professionalism, you know, whether we mean to be unprofessional or not. If we're not taking our business seriously enough and if we're not really stepping up and saying, this is how I want it to be, it means that sometimes our actions can come across to our customers and our clients as not being professional. We might not be fast enough to respond to things. We might not do it in a very structured, organized way. And it comes across very sort of hit or miss, which I can't imagine is ever how we want to be portraying ourselves to the world. It's not like we go in with that intention of doing it, but it is an outcome of not being able to step up and make those decisions and see the bigger picture. And this obviously can be really detrimental to our business. It can hurt our reputation and it can make it a lot harder for us to grow because if we're dealing with all the backlash of things not being quite perfect or things not having arrived in time or services not being quite up to scratch, we spend our focus on dealing on that rather than dealing on the growth of our business, which is really what we want to be doing. And I think also with this, even if it's just us by ourselves and we don't have a team yet, we don't have employees, we can still think of ourselves as the CEO, very structured and systems and bring that level of professionalism there. You don't need a team to be a CEO. You don't need all of the fancy, shiny things in place for it to be there. It's really you making that decision. And whether it's you working a few hours a week or you running a team of 20, you can still take the same actions. They might be slightly different, but your your approach to taking those actions and how you run your business should be the same. And when you look up the definition of CEO, it doesn't say how the X number of employees or X turnover per year. Not at all. It's the person in charge of the business. So even in a small business where you have no employees yet, it's important to start thinking of yourself as the CEO because then you're going to set the right goals. You're going to start to delegate tasks. You're going to see opportunity to hire in different skills to build the business. You're going to change the way things work positively. But also we need to think about, okay, where is this business going ultimately? Why have I created this? How have I 
created a business that I plan to work in forever? Have I created a business that I want to scale and maybe I'm going to bring someone else in to run it eventually because I've got other grand plans? Or maybe I'm building a business that I actually want to sell further down the line. Now, if you don't start thinking like a CEO sooner rather than later and getting that delegation in, the processes, then there's nothing to sell because you are the whole business. Everything is you. So unless you start thinking about putting the processes in, the systems, building the teams, you're not going to have anything to sell further down the line just if that was your plan. Yeah, and the same come not only just the long-term plan, but the sort of interim plan. You know, if you want to have kids and you want to take some maternity leave, if you, you know, hopefully doesn't happen, get ill and can't work properly for a while, or if you want to take a summer off and go and travel for three months or spend time with your family, you need to be thinking about how are you going to make this happen? And I know Georgia and I are massive advocates for planning. Both of us very much plan our life and then make the business fit around it. But so many people don't think that's a possibility because they don't plan far enough ahead. And it's so easy to do. I mean, I don't know about you, Georgia, but I find actually if you plan it ahead enough, it's really easy to make your business fit around your life. But you need to be thinking like that leader and planning far enough out. You can't just decide tomorrow you want to take three months off, right? You need some runway to get you to that position. So you need to be in a position where you're not only thinking long term, but you're also thinking kind of interim term and that medium interim term and the short term of what you're going to do and how you're going to show up every day in your business. It's interesting you say that actually, because yeah, I am exactly like you. I plan the fun and the business will work around it. And I think that what that encourages you to do, because I'm perhaps giving myself less time within the business, I'm having to do the most strategic thing or the things that are actually going to move the needle, not the nice to have, not the I could sit here all day doing things on my business, the the actual actions that need to have. And to do that, you need to think ahead. So if we're going to move into, okay, a few tips and perhaps some mistakes that people make when they're trying to move into that CEO mentality. And probably the first one is not scheduling any time for being a CEO. So this is putting aside time for strategic planning. Regular blocks on your calendar when you are focusing on those high level tasks. What are the things that are really going to move the needle in this month, quarter, six months, year? Where am I at with them? What do I need to do? It might be that you're scheduling a weekly planning session, or maybe then you need to do a monthly review to track your progress. You're setting actual goals, real intentions for the business, not just everyday tasks. We're talking about the things that are going to take you to that next stage. Imagine you were going to run a marathon and you know that in three months time, you have got to run 26.2 miles. That's right, isn't it? (laughs) So you would almost work backwards, wouldn't you? You would think, okay, so if I've got to do that in six months, then in three months time, I probably want to be at the half marathon stage. So you're setting in those top line goals And then each week you're working towards getting to that next little level that you've set for yourself. So that would be my tip one, time for strategic planning as a CEO. I love your analogies, Georgia. This makes me want to go and run, except it doesn't. But I'm like, maybe I I could actually do a marathon if I break it down like that. (laughs) So the second thing that we want to think about is really prioritizing tasks properly. And it's it's really easy for us to take that to-do list and just keep adding to it and think, these are all the things that I need to do. And once I've done all these things, then I will have achieved my goal. But when you're 
stepping up into leadership, you really need to start prioritizing and thinking about what's urgent and what's important and ensure that you're not being pulled away by all the urgent tasks, which aren't actually very important. And you're instead focused on those important tasks. And I know we talked about some ways to do this in our productivity podcast episode earlier. So definitely go and check that out if you want some more tips and tricks on how to be more productive in terms of prioritization prioritization of tasks. But the big thing here is for us as CEOs to understand the needle moving activities and to be ensuring that we are delegating out things that are not needle moving to somebody else in our team. We're deleting and we're getting rid of what we don't actually need to be doing. And we're delaying things. We're, you know, we're parking items which are important, but they're not the most important thing for us right now. And so learning to be really ruthless about about what we are actually doing and how we're actually spending our time is such a valuable lesson. And you can use things like Toggle to help track your time, but everything you put on your to-do list, I really want you to question, is this helping me get closer to my goal? Or is this something that I'm doing, which is making me feel good because I can take it off the list, but it isn't actually taking me that step closer to where I want to get to. Yeah. And I would add another level to that. So if it's something that is going to move the business forward, you could then ask yourself, does this task have to be done by me? Does this need to be me? Or could I delegate this to someone else? Could somebody else be doing this? Because you need to free up time to give yourself time for that strategic thinking. As CEO, your role is basically to make, say, three really big decisions every year. And if you're schedule is jam-packed with day-to-day tasks that you need to do, there is no room to take on those big decisions. So think about what you're delegating and then delegate it effectively. We can have a whole nother episode on this, but what we're thinking about is we're delegating the outcome. We're not just giving someone a task so that they can then come back to us with another question. Okay, I've done that. What do I do next? You know, we want to delegate the whole thing, all the responsibility, everything that goes with it. And to do that, really well, it's important that we give them all the information that they need. We give them all the permission that they need, you know, the budget, what decisions they can and can't make, what things they need to come to us about and the outcome. What are they trying to achieve? Yeah, I love that. That's so important. I cannot stress how important delegation is if you want to be able to step up because you just, you can't spend all your time thinking of all these small things. I also love the three key decisions as a CEO. And I think that's something that we should all bring into our day-to-day more thinking about every day what are the three things I want to achieve today or even the one thing I want to achieve today to get me to my goal and we can really utilize systems and software to help us with this right we we have so many different apps now so many different productivity apps we have planners that you can buy you can have so many things and so what we want to understand is what's going to help us and how can we use this without us then getting shiny object syndrome and doing everything and using everything and actually wasting all of our time talking to all the apps not doing any of the doing. So really think about what can you use in your business, which is going to aid you tracking the tasks that you need to do, help you understand which are important, which are you, what are you doing and what are you delegating out to your team and what are your timelines with all of this? And you might find um, that something like Asana or some project management software will be really helpful in that because you'll be able to see everything that's going on and then you can very visually drag it over to somebody else's workflow or assign some 
somebody a task, assign somewhere their deadline, but we can use technology to help get all the stuff in our head or that's on scribbles on the notepad next to us, as I'm sure I'm not the only person with the scribbles next to me, but get it into some kind of organized logical sense that then can send us reminders to remind us of what needs to come up this week. The whole team can see what's going on. And I think if we really use technology to our advantage, it can really help us move forwards with this. And we can also with this think about how we can use automation to help remove some of these busy activities or the little chase ups that would be things that we might have been doing before to help free up this time. So, you know, how can we use something like Zapier to help our software talk to each other. So we're no longer spending our time taking information from one place to another or taking something from somewhere and manually putting it in our calendar. What can we do to help ourselves free up that time so we can then focus on those bigger needle moving activities? Yeah, I agree. And when we think about freeing up our time, because essentially that is the number one thing we need to try and do if we're going to move into the CEO role. And one of the best ways you can do that is to build a team. So as your business grows, as there are more demands on your time, more clients, more processes, more systems, more technology that needs researching, more things that you would love to delegate so you can actually be in CEO, in flow, this is when we need to start thinking about building that team. And this is when it becomes a really valuable investment in the long term success of your business. We'll come on to this at another point in terms of at what point are you ready to hire a team? And I think we can do a whole episode on this because it's it comes up for a lot of people. But to really step into CEO, that's what we not need to start thinking about, like, how are we going to build out this team? Yeah, and that version of planning, the idea of planning is so important to stepping up into being a CEO. It's about, you know, how we're building our team, as you said, but also what's our long term plan for the business? How are we supporting ourselves financially? How are we going to build up that runway? So if we have a couple of months where sales don't come in as expected, or you get ill or a team member gets ill you know you've got enough money in the bank to cover your costs are we planning for taxes which are due next year are we planning for what happens you know longer term when we want to potentially sell our business or bring in somebody new into our business so I think it's really about starting to not just look at what's immediately in front of us and that immediate to-do list it's being able to step back and think bigger picture because often with these bigger picture things you need time to plan and you need time to think about what you want. So it's completely okay if you don't have the answers to everything now, but even taking the time to think about these things so you can start developing some of those answers will set you up and you'll be so grateful that you spent that time in two or three years time um, that you took the time now to think about these things and starting putting you know the balls in motion it doesn't all need to be perfect now but you do need to start thinking about where you want to be and what that means you need to do now and what that means you need to do in six months time and what you can actually ignore and forget about and think about you know two or three years down the line Mm, absolutely so I've got quite a good example around this about somebody stepping into their kind of CEO mindset so there's a client amazing client that I work with and when we first started working together for five years she'd been saying one day I'm going to hire a team you know and I'm going to build my business out but she hadn't hadn't let herself do it and I think a lot of that came down to self-belief maybe not having the confidence 
evidence around it. But in essence, she had escaped a corporate role, which she was very good at. A lot of clients had come with her. She built up a big client list, but she was working for all sorts of different people doing all sorts of different levels of work. Some really in her zone, some actually now quite beneath her because she'd kept these clients for a long time. And she was doing everything. She was the receptionist. She was the PA. She was sales and marketing. She was the consultant. She was all of it. And eventually she realized, actually, if she wanted the business to go anywhere, she needed to step up as the CEO. So one of the first things we did was look at hiring in some support because obviously the CEO of some of the clients she was working with, we're talking big names, some really interesting meaty work. And she essentially was the one filtering the work all the time. So she got a virtual assistant and she started to delegate out some of those admin tasks that actually she didn't need to be doing anymore. She also looked at her client base and thought, which of these are really in line with where I want to go long term? I'm still doing work now that I've been doing for seven years that I can do with my eyes shut. It doesn't light me up. I'm not really interested in it. Do I still want to be doing that in 20 years? You know, maybe it's that I don't want to do that work, but I do like that client. So as she started to, to look at this, the clients that she had, gave herself that CEO time, she could see actually my skill has skill set has developed, it's changed. A, I can charge more for it. B, I can find work that lights me up more. And I can bring in a team to look after these clients that I've already got. And that team could be more junior, and they could pick up some of this work that I don't want to do anymore. So within, you know, 18 months, maybe less, she now has not only a, a VA that's looking after, you know, all the communications from clients is then passing that work out. So she does, it doesn't even need to come to her unless it was within her skill set. And she's got a team looking after the clients with the more junior work that she didn't love anymore, wasn't lighting her up, earning loads more money and just enjoying her work more. And all that happened was she took that first step and believed, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to be the CEO of my own business. I'm ready to decide the clients that I want to work with. I'm ready to decide that I can lead a team and that this is going to be fun and enjoyable. And actually it's going to mean that most of the time I'm now working in my zone of genius rather than running around doing every single task that's thrown at me within the business. Oh, I love that. I love also to hear of an example of that in action, because I think sometimes we're so stuck in feeling that there are so many steps we need to take to get to where we want to go. And that's just such a great example of making a decision is all it takes. That's the only thing we ever need to do is it towards any next step is just make the decision and then every other thing will happen after that. So I'd love if you're listening today and you feel you know, you resonate with that story, you resonate with what we've been talking about. I invite you to take that decision today because this could be the day that everything changes. All you need to do is make that decision and, you know, you're on your way. Okay, so I love that we have covered so many things today on our topic of stepping up into leadership. I'm just going to give you a really quick recap so you can go away, start thinking about this in your business and making sure that you're identifying where your blind spots are and go and do something about it. So the first thing that we want 
want to do is think about how we are embracing our CEO mindset. Are we really making that decision and taking the action as a CEO is? And the first thing that comes down is, as we just said, making the decision to step up and really embrace our inner CEO. We then want to be thinking about how we are going to prioritize our tasks. Are we dealing with the needle movers? Are we making sure that we're passing on non-important, urgent things to other people and we're keeping the important needle moving tasks for ourselves? Are we making use of technology? How can we ensure that technology is used to our advantage to help us get more time back so we can get back into strategic thinking and strategic decision making? How are we delegating our tasks? Are we making sure that we're delegating our tasks out efficiently, that we are not wasting our time on all the busy work rather than the important work? And with that comes point five, how are we building out our team in a way that's going to suit what we want in our business and what works for us in our business, not carbon copying what we see elsewhere. We're building out a team that works for us. And then finally, the last CEO step that we can really take to really step up into that role of leadership is starting to plan out further than just what's happening next week or what you're having for dinner, right? We're thinking about that longer term. What's going to happen in the next six months, in the next year? How are we going to exit our business eventually? What does this look like? What do we want our life to look like? look like and how are we going to build our business in a way that allows us to live the life we want. Thank you for listening to Simplified Scaling. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And if you know someone that would love this episode too, why not share it on your stories? And don't forget to tag us. We love it when you get in touch. Head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We can't wait to hear about your business.